Welcome to the Life Story Coach Podcast, where you'll hear interviews, tips, and advice on the craft and business of personal history and life story writing, with your host, Amy Woods Butler. Hi guys, welcome to the show. This is where we talk about growing our life story business. Clients come to us because they want to record a book, an audio, a video, or some other creative project so that they can share their memories and their stories with their family and friends and with future generations. If you listened to the last episode, you heard Christine Norton talking about her New Zealand-based business, Forget Me Not Life Stories. Well, on this week's episode, we're going to continue our conversation, and we're going to listen as Christine talks more about her writing partners, so technically these are the business licensees that have signed on with her, and about the training that she gives them. It's very intensive, it's three days long, and it goes through everything from how to operate the digital recorder, which is something that she provides them as her business licensee, um, to the types of financial spreadsheets they need to keep. She also talks about pricing and gives some specific numbers and that's always a favorite topic among listeners. I hope you enjoy part two of our conversation with Christine Norton. You give them the training for how to sit down and do the marketing. And then what else are the big things that you do during that three-day training session? So so the training is divided into, as I say, marketing, and then the operations, which is all about you know the life story writing process, A to Z, how to conduct the interviews, the manuscripts and proofreading, how to handle the images because we have a system for everything, Um, client evaluations, asking for referrals, et cetera, family presentation celebrations. And all this is in a a binder, so they get a a pretty comprehensive training binder first. And then, of course, there's, I suppose, we're now almost getting into the back end of day two, a little bit about technology and using their equipment. So we we do some dummy runs on like using their their recorder, and then I show them in my own office how to transcribe that and how to set up um, their computer with various client folders and so on. Then we talk about financial matters, monthly accounts, spreadsheets, GST, which is our goods and services tax job costing, budgeting, their own business planning, their goals and objectives, and they must either do that uh, in broad brush terms during the training or send me their business plan immediately after the training. And then invoicing and timesheets. So that's all under financial matters. Um, And, yeah. And just to be clear, they are going out and finding their own book projects, and they are doing the invoicing for their own book projects. Um, they're using your branding, and they're using your systems, but they are um, their own business entity. Yep. And okay, yep, th- okay. They are, although, of course, we these days, we're getting one to two leads from um, our website, a month, we're getting a lot more, a lot of visitors now to our website. Um, one of my team is handling um, our Facebook stuff and our uh, promotions through Facebook, and so that is good publicity. 
And now, what do you attribute the the website leads to? Um, that's something that, you know, I, I think for, for me, and I've heard this from a lot of other life story professionals, you know, we have a website so that people can vet us. If they hear about us, they can go and look at our website and make sure that we're, you know, we look legit, but I don't necessarily know that people find my website and then decide that they want to have a life story book done. Um, it, this, it sounds like it's something sort of new for you. And do you know why it's, it's grown now that you're having a couple of hits every month? Oh, we're not or not hits, but actually leads. Oh, we have we we have now. I, I I've forgotten the figures. The figures came up yesterday. Um, or oh, quite a few hundred visitors a month. You know, to our website. Wow. Oh yeah. Um, I, I suppose being in business um, ten years, um, we've got writing my seven writing partners out there are are talking to people all the time. Um, we are now selling, we're, we're selling one book on there and that's rather special. I might mention that in a moment. Um, and we've got another book for sale uh, to go up there, which we sell through our website. Um, I think it's just probably longevity in the business and finally it's working for us. It's taken a long time, but it's, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you do have it set up where each of your writing partners has – uh, their own page or pages on the website, I think. Is that what I saw? Different. Right. So that, and that, that's going to help too. I mean, that just puts more feelers out into the, the world of the internet. Um, so when you said you have a couple of books to sell, those are somebody's life story books or those are something else? They're very special. Um, first of all, just coming back, you, you mentioned, yeah, my writing partners have their own pages. For me, it's all about celebrating them. As I said in our chat the other day, um, my, their success is my success. If they're not successful, I'm not successful as far as that part of my business is concerned. So it's all about celebrating them. So uh, the book for sale on our website. Now, this was an exciting, a very exciting and rather special project. My Bay of Plenty writing partner, her name is Kate, has a client whose mother was a nursing sister on the hospital ship Galeka in the First World War. Oh. And um, this nursing, oh, ex-nursing sister, now deceased, had given three journals or diaries, journals, diaries, to the soldiers on that hospital ship. And she asked them if they would write something in there, the autograph or their name. So what's what we had is, and when I saw this, I was, I was blown away, Amy. I was just blown away. So we've got these three very special books um, with autographs and cartoons um, and the soldier's name, rank, and date. And there's even a few proposals and <laughs> the guys to to this um, uh, nursing sister. So what we did, and it was mainly Kate who handled what well, was Kate who handled this, uh, created a book called Memories of Gallipoli, Memories of Gallipoli, uh, from those journals and from the um, from the uh, the autographs and so on. That has gone to every Return Services Association club in New Zealand 
And in that way, Kate takes orders for those books. Um, her, her client funded it, so Kate is only getting, I think, about $2 per book. But the, the sales seem to be um, just steady. And a lot of those soldiers came from Australia, so she would like mm. to find a way of selling it into Australia. So that's the first book. Uh, the second book, which um, should be up on our website this week, is a lady um, who had a bad accident when she was young and went blind. Um, and it's her story uh, of um, how she <clears throat> how she has managed her life since then. It's her inspiring story. And the Foundation for the Blind um, have supported that as well. So we're making it available and I think it's going to be available as a talking book as well. So the Blind Foundation are going to make that into a talking book for the blind. Oh, wonderful. So two very, yeah. very special books. And um, I'm, I feel honored that we've got them, you know, for sale on our website. Congratulations on both of them. They sound wonderful. Um, yeah. Well, this is really interesting because it's um, it's very different from – well, just working with so many different people, um, it's different from my business, my story scribe business, and I think from how a lot of people run their own business. I think a lot of us are out here just working on our mm. own. So a couple of questions come to mind. One, are there particular challenges, or I'm, sh I'm sure there are particular challenges, but, but what have been some of the challenges of bringing somebody on and it sounds like you have a lot of integrity you want them to you want them to succeed and it's also your brand name this is also your company that they're going out and um you know in the in the client's mind it it is forget me not life stories so um what are the challenges in handing over some of that, uh, what you used to be responsible for? So you used to be the one doing all of the interviews with your, with your clients and doing all of the writing. And now you have sort of emissaries going out there and doing yeah. that. Have there been any stumbling blocks along the way? Heaps. <laughs> great. Heaps. I mean, not great, but great that you're being honest. I'm going. <laughs> I think the first is, is to get the right people. Um, and people who are willing to learn, uh, you know, who are teachable. Um, so that's that's the first challenge. And after that, because everyone comes to this with different goals, so I I don't set the goals for them. They make their own goals. So some are, are, are really flying along, you know, I've got some stars, and others really just want to have perhaps two projects. That's all they want. Um, and they're not, they're shy about going out and doing talks, or sometimes a family problem can raise its ugly head for them in their lives that they hadn't anticipated, so so they pull back. So, um, and, and it's handling each one. I mean, it's, it's like staff in a company, I suppose, except um, I don't pay them because they're licensees, but, yeah, it's it's... It's the ability to be able to tune into what each writing partner wants and their goals um, and, and go with them at their pace and the way they are handling their business, right? Um, and secondly, then, to plug the gaps because we've all got strengths and weaknesses and that's why I, I purchased the 
editing suite from Patricia um, so that they can do their own home study. Obviously, I am also the quality controller. Everything has to get my green tick before it goes to the next stage. So in terms of, of the manuscripts. So I'll go through manuscript and then I'll, I'll give them feedback. You know, there'll be red bits all through the manuscript <laughs> or, or go through this video oh. and watch this video, you know, and then send it back to me. Um, and that can be a challenge just just trying to teach them. And I'm not a trained journalist or anything like that, but trying to, or I'll say, look, just send it to an editor. Either you learn and you edit yourself uh, and so on or, or send it to an editor if, it's, if you don't want to do that. Um, and do you have editors that they can send it to or do they go out and find somebody themselves? We, we have editors. Um, they're not life story editors. I suppose one of my goals in the future would be to get uh, – yeah, I, I have come across life story editors, but they've been quite expensive – so I, t- I tend to be um, that person or I'll say, look, you need in this manuscript, you need to go through it again and do this, 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 or too many disconnected sentences or um, mm. uh, it doesn't flow um, or you've got no, there's no sense of the five senses in there or whatever the fault is. Um, you, you changed tense here in, in this section, whatever it is. And so they'll go back and fix it and then come back to me. Um, so when it gets that green tick, then it can go to design um, with their um, design guide and, and all the information that we give the designer. Uh, and how do you train them? Um, what kind of model do you use as far as the, the writing and the, um, the passing back and forth between the 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 client or the storyteller is there a lot of sharing that goes on or do they do the interviews and then they write up the manuscript and then present it to the storyteller as a whole manuscript after all of the writing has been done we we have a clear guideline on that um they they can you know if it's going to be a pretty big project um they can give the edited manuscript to the client in in parts, you know, by chapter, chapter by chapter, but they're not allowed to give raw data, raw, unedited material to the mm. client um, because then the client thinks, oh, this doesn't look very good. It's right. Really finesse, you know? <laughs> well, sometimes the clients even see, yeah, sometimes the clients will see a manuscript and they'll, and they'll think, wait, this doesn't look like a book. And then you have to explain, well, no, it's not going to look like a book. And there's also, you know, we're going to have to put transitions in. And um, it, it just takes shape as you go further along. Because I do, um, most of my books tend to be a little bit longer and the process is longer. And so I like to give them drafts as we go yeah. along. And, uh, you know, it's just a good thing that I have samples that I've shown them at the beginning so they know that I can pull this all together and it's going to be a really great book at the end. But it, there's this, that sort of sloppy middle stage. Um, and unfortunately, that is one of the things that I face. Uh, not that it's ever a really big problem. You know, as soon as I tell them they expect mistakes and, you know, things will things will smooth out. I'll, I'll tighten up the writing as we go along. Um, but it's it can be a little jarring for them to see that at the very beginning. Well, I think if you do your presentation in a thorough way and you have manuscripts, so when 
when our, our team are doing their initial presentation, they will have with them a raw man, uh, uh, an edited but raw manuscript with a staple on the top. And then they'll have a, a design proof, which is just spiral bound. And then they'll have the book. So they'll say, well, this is, this is how your book will transition and flow at each stage. And also in, in our um, information pack, we outline each stage, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and so on. So if, if, they, mm. if they read it, they can see, but if they don't read it, <laughs> then, we, then we have to show them so that, you know. Right, there's, there's right. that's a really good idea. I've, I've shown um, works in progress to people, but it's usually by accident if I happen to have picked up a, a corrected draft, you know, the, the draft that I need to then input the corrections, but that the client has written on. And then I'm meeting another client for an interview. You know, I have shown them, but it's always been by accident. I think that's a wonderful idea to have that just standard operating procedure to show them at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing like seeing something to make them understand yeah, it. That's right. They, they often remember what they see better. So it sounds like you're working with, I think you, you told me earlier that you have seven writing partners at this point. Is that yes, correct? I do. Okay. And they, you said that some of them are a bit more of go-getters and some of them are happier to have fewer projects. Um, do the, the sizes of the projects differ and then also how they price them? So do you have some writing partners who price lower than others? Or some that price higher than others? Um, no, uh, we have a, a clear guideline on pricing. Um, our guideline is uh, in New Zealand dollars, $75 an hour. And that includes our goods and services tax, our New Zealand tax. Um, and I say in the very beginning when I'm interviewing writing partners, if you feel that, that is too much to charge a client, then you are not for us. Because oh, we are delivering, yes. we're delivering a premium service. If a client wants um, a budget end book, we do have a budget end um, uh, price guide, and to, to to keep within that, and I, I can say what it is five thousand New Zealand dollars. To keep within that, we have very very clear. Um, uh, guidelines as to how much time and how much money is spent at each stage. So we can show them the book. We say, if you want to keep within that $5,000, we can only spend this amount of time on recording your book because sitting behind each one of those hours, and I think it's three hours, is this many hours of work. We have to allow um, uh, a proof, uh, at least one proof, and then we have to allow before the proof, in fact, the, the design work and then the proof and then the printing and binding. So they will mm. have an understanding of what's involved. And, you know, very often they end up blowing out the budget. I say, look, we're very close to the, to the budget here. And uh, they'll say, oh, well, don't worry about it. I, I need to put these things in here. <laughs> I want to include this. And then suddenly it's kind of double what they thought. But we also keep them appraised very, very closely and clearly. We believe in being upfront, open and honest So at, at, at every stage of the process. So we attach a timesheet to every invoice and detailing uh, minute by minute 
um, the, what what was spent, the time that was spent and what was done because they can't see us working in our offices. Do your writing partners then, if if the client does not say, I want the, the budget book, you know, I don't want the three-hour interview with a $5,000 mm-hmm. uh, New Zealand dollar book, um, are there guidelines or ballpark ranges that they're given for, you know, say, if they are going to get a 125 page book, it's going to cost maybe between this amount and this amount? Or how do you handle that? We won't know what that book is going to cost until we get to the end and until we know the number of pages. But you are invoicing them as you go along. along. So they're seeing, right. And then I presume that they can opt out of more interviews or they can say, you know, I, I've, I've, I'm, I've hit my budget or I've hit the end of my stories and it's time to wrap uh, up. No, if, if they've got a, so let's say they might have a, I don't know, $8,000 budget. So we will know how much time to spend in the recording process of, of their story. So we have to plan the whole thing chapter by chapter, what they want mm-hmm. to include um, the problem can arise if they're extremely talkative and verbose because you have to pull it back all the time or just, you know, edit, edit back. But um, we don't go over the budget. We're, we're kind of mindful and respectful um, of, of that. It's, and that has been learned um, through the hard way as well. Just because someone spends money on going for an overseas trip every single year doesn't mean to say they've got bucket loads of money <laughs> and they want to spend, as, you know, much on their story. I, <laughs> everything's learned the hard way. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we wouldn't usually get to a stage where we've run out of money and we're, 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 we're up to the conclusion. But, um, you know, we haven't done any printing and binding yet or design. We wouldn't. So just to just to be clear, um, when from the very outset, they tell you what their br- budget is, and then you tell them what you can provide for that budget. Is that right? Uh, we we would like we ask the question about we ask the budget question, right? And so we're mindful of that. Sometimes it matters hugely, and sometimes it really doesn't matter at all. I mean, if they've right. got money, they want to do this, you know, and they might want a couple of hundred books printed. We will know in advance of the printing what the printing is going to cost because we get um, and, and what the design is going to be because so, we get an estimate on design and a, um, a quote for the printing and the binding. So they will know that ahead of time. Yeah. But that's not until after you know how many pages the book Obviously. is? Obviously. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. Well, and there's always that um, sort of balancing act, right? Especially for the people who are on a tighter budget, because um, at least for my clients, you know, often they don't even know how many copies of books they want, or if they want hardcover or softcover. And the, the, the costs on book production, so having it, the layout, the printing, the binding, um, it's it's all over the place you know if if it's highly designed then it's going to cost a lot more for the layout if it's a simpler design then it can be a lot more affordable mm. um so that's why that's where i have um i've never gotten myself in trouble and i've never um you know my clients have always been okay with it but i i have difficulty managing that aspect of it, knowing um, if they are getting close to the end of their budget, you know, 
how to how to stop them and say, okay, now we need to keep track of the, or we need to be aware that there's going to be the book production cost, just because I don't know how much the book production cost is going to be until we're done with yeah, the manuscript. Yeah. So um, that that's one of the things that I I have a little bit of a hard time with. Yes, it's a it's a matter of monitoring all the way through to make sure that they don't get too carried away um, on, on, you know, on the on the on the recording. Uh, we rank chapters and subsections of chapters of one, two, and three. So we'll say, well, okay, before we start recording, we might, we, might, we might say, well, you're going to talk about your hobbies here, but it's a three, it's not a one. So I think we only need to spend seven minutes, five to seven minutes on your hobbies. Do you agree? And so we'll we'll work it out that way so that we're not spending 45 minutes 45 minutes on hobbies when it's not so important. Oh my gosh, I love that. So, and and you're letting them, you're bringing them into the process too by saying, look, you know, we've you've already said that this is a number three priority. So um, we don't need to hear about the leather working that you did for 20 years. Or- <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 I like that. <laughs> I, th- I think that I, I think for those listening, what I'd, I'd like to say, Amy, is that you know there might be some life story writers listening who have been in the business a few years, and maybe they're they're looking for some stretch. They're a little bit bored, um, or they want to stop working in the business and start working at the business. So this is why I created this, so I could still get an income without having to do everything myself. Right. Although you are doing things now that you had probably, presumably had not yeah, done before. I'm still working in the business. It's just a little bit different. <laughs> I'm managing <laughs> right, right. checking for being the quality controller. Well, that's right. But it's it's the variety. It's quite good. <laughs> Right. And by quality control, why don't you tell everybody, um, you and I chatted about this earlier, but tell everybody what the roughly the number of books is um, at any given moment that between the whole team. Uh, Well, yeah, obviously it varies, but we would have around 30 to 35 ongoing at any one time. And you are quality control for all of those. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half, yeah, you're not exactly resting I'm on your laurels. way through a 147-page um, book, a manuscript at the moment. But, uh, but I don't, you know, proofread every single line. But with the newer, the newer writing partners, I probably would in the beginning. And then I just say, oh, I'll scan through it and note what they need to improve and send it back so they can fix it. (laughs) Now, just in case any of the listeners are interested and they're not in New Zealand, do you take writing partners or would you consider taking writing partners from other parts of the world? Oh, I'd I'd love to do that. I don't know how it would look, but, you know, we're here, we're doing the training and uh, that would be a nice challenge and it would be true to have people overseas. Well, I will make sure to put links to your website um, and the books since they're available. Um, they they sound like a wonderful thing for us to all be able to see. And I appreciate you coming on and telling us about your forget-me-not life stories. Yes, oh, it's been a, a pleasure and an honor. And thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> the pleasure is okay, mine. <laughs> all right, Christine, we'll take okay, care. Okay, thank you.
Bye. That does it for today's episode, part two of our interview with Christine Norton. If you want to see links to the things that we've talked about, go to thelifestorycoach.com and look for episode number 54. I hope that you found some things that you can take back and apply in your own business, different ideas, ways to grow your business, ways to serve your clients. Thanks for listening. And until next time, go out and save someone's story. Mm -hmm.